Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. You watch Fox here just simply breaking down and splitting the defenders, getting right to the basket. That's amazing. That's quicker than a chicken on a June bug, isn't it? I mean, he is right there. What kind of bug is that? June bug, baby. Oh, okay. yeah, you yeah, see yeah. a chicken go after him, man, they are I'm quick. Yeah, you know, I can't say that I have. Who wins that battle? Oh, the chicken every time. Is that right? The June bugs, uh, that's why they call them June bugs. They don't get to July. <laughs> Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning, welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We got the action from Wednesday night in the NBA covered for you. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Wazi Lambre with Rob Lopez, getting ready for Zion Williamson's debut. Coming up on today's show, Kyrie Irving's got some weird comments yet again. Lakers finally dropped one to a losing team, and Zion Williamson is set to come back. Unfortunately, not this week, but we know the date. But first, was the Rockets. Cannot get out of their own way, and Carmelo Anthony had himself a revenge game. Yes. Blazers 117, Rockets 107 in Houston. At the scene of the scapegoat from last year, Carmelo comes in, 18 points, 12 rebounds, 7 to 10 shooting. Damian Lillard once again beats Russell Westbrook, although Russ did have a very good game. He showed up. James Harden didn't show up. James Harden, 13 points on 3 of 12 shooting, had 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Dame had 16 of his 25 points in the third quarter. Russ had a triple-double with 31, 12, and 11. Also was 11 to 22 shooting, but the Rockets just missed 3-point shot after 3-point shot was. They couldn't get any rebounds them they couldn't get stops down the stretch they've now lost three of the last four all those losses coming to the blazers the grizzlies and the thunder was what happened in this one <laughs> I, I i mean i think what you saw is a motivated carmelo anthony one uh and of course and we talked about this over here a bunch of times look the guy couldn't make a shot in okc he j- it just that's just what it was. He couldn't make a shot. He tried to fit a role. It didn't happen. And then he basically never got a chance to be anything in Houston. It started going south. And you know how you know the the old phrase, the the stuff rolls downhill, right? So yeah. management is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not my fault. It's this guy's fault, even though he's a bit player at this point and is the fifth best player on the team. Um, I think you saw a lot of that. You know, a lot of it is just it's just chance, right? Like Harden has one of his worst games of the season. You know, like he scored a third of his season average. That's just not something you're going to see on a regular basis. 
Uh, and Houston, in their customary way, as it's been this season, they kind of stink on defense, Zach. Yeah, they've been really bad defensively. There was a stretch earlier in the season where they played a bunch of games against bad teams and one game against the Clippers and looked good defensively for like two weeks. And Rockets fans were at least seemed convinced that like, oh, no, we're, we're good defensively. But this team is not good defensively wise. Like they cannot get stops. They can't stay in front of everyone. The rotations are slow. Um, like this Blazers team is good, right? Like, they, like or at least I should say they have offensive weapons. Yes, they're good they're, offensively. They're not the Knicks. Right, exactly. But like, it's not like Dame went off, other than the right. third quarter. Right. CJ McCollum had a nice game. He had what? He had like 24 points on 9 of 18 shooting, had 6 assists. Hassan Whiteside has 18 and 17. You know, Melo goes for 18, but there wasn't a whole lot for the Blazers outside of that. Like, Kent Bazemore couldn't hit a shot, although he played very good defense in this game. But the Blazers didn't turn the ball over. They didn't really shoot themselves in the foot, whereas the Rockets, they go what 16 of 49 from three-point range which is still you hit 16 threes but this is the thing the Rockets can't stop anybody right now and when they don't make the threes and James Harden doesn't go nuts there's not really a chance of them winning yeah and the idea that they're going to play good defense I don't understand why we should think so um Russ Again, came into the NBA with this reputation of being this huge defensive stopper. He has not been a good defensive player for, what, seven years now? Minimum. Minimum you seven know? years, yeah. uh, and, and again, he has to play big minutes. He's one of their best players. But, you know, when he's doing that around guys like Paul George and Robertson and Steven Adams, it's not that big of a deal. But on this team, that type of defense actually matters. And I think that's what you're seeing throughout the course of the season and these up-and-down performances. And, you know, they can't come out and beat uh, a team like OKC, who they're supposed to be better than when they don't have a great night on offense. Because guess what? They're not a good defensive team, and they were that two years ago, right? And they even were that at times last season. This year has just not been the case at all. Yeah, it hasn't been the case. Uh, Clint Capella did have 14 points, 18 rebounds, but he can't fix their entire defense. And and he he had an okay game. Like, P.J. Tucker had an okay game. But for the most part, you know, the Blazers' weapons just cooked in this one. Uh, Russell Westbrook's 30-point triple-double is the 41st of his career. Uh, that's a cool stat, right? It's a cool stat, Waz. We like stats. I like triple-doubles. It's fine. I, I, and, like, and, you know. <laughs> that's a lot of them, you know? It's funny. That's a lot of them. It's one of those things where you, I don't want to. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So big win for the Blazers. Another bad loss for the Rockets, but I'm sure they'll come back and win like six in a row and, and everything will be fine until the next disaster loss. Sixers 117, Nets 106 in Philadelphia. This was a big one. Uh, another home victory. The Philadelphia 76ers are really tough at home. They suck on the road, but they're really tough at home. Was they improved in 19 and 2 at the at home at the Wells Fargo Center with uh Ben Simmons. He was a monster in this one. He just was physically imposing 20 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 9 of 13 from the field. Tobias Harris closed this one out for the Sixers. 11 of his 34 points came in the fourth quarter. He shot 14 of 20 from the field overall, had 10 rebounds, had 3 assists in this one. Josh Richardson played great defense. He also finished with 15 points. Furkan Korkmaz had 15 points off the bench. And the Nets just... Man, we're going to get into Kyrie Irving's weird comments in a little bit. We'll get to that in the news segment. But he was terrible in this game. Was 14 points on 6 of 21 shooting. Um, he had been good in a couple games since returning, but just Sixers just shut him down in this one. And Spencer Dinwiddie couldn't save the day. 26 points on 8 of 16 shooting, 8 assists. 
I don't know what this says more about the Nets or more about the Sixers. I feel like it says more about the Sixers rallying at home without Joel Embiid, but the Nets, you know, they, you know, I don't want to put too much on Kyrie Irving as he's still coming back from missing so much time, but this was a bad one. Yeah, he he had a bad performance, but, you know, to answer your question, I think this says a lot more about the Sixers, right? Uh, the theory of this team coming into the season was this was going to be one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen because of the level of defensive talent on this team, right? A lot of guys probably weren't watching a lot of Josh Richardson before this season out in Miami. Those teams were kind of irrelevant, right? Even beyond the, you know, the Kobe Wade, Deion Wade season and, (laughs) you know, all of those things. Like, uh, Josh Richardson is an elite defender in this position. Uh, Ben Simmons, same thing. Al Horford, same thing. Uh, uh, Matisse Teibel, same thing. Even as a rookie, uh, maybe you don't say he's elite, but he's above average. Yeah, right? he's the, really good. He's really good defensively already. The, the defensive talent on this team is is such that, you know, the Nets, you guys aren't the seven seconds or less sons. Like, there's no reason why a team this talented can't key in on your best player, even when he's making it his mission to score and stop him. And I think that's what you saw in this game. Uh, they they, they they're extra long, extra huge, and when they're nailing their rotations and they're engaged, they're going to be able to put up good defensive numbers against anybody, any superstar in the NBA. Yeah, and especially at home, right? Like, they yep. do, they feed off that crowd probably yep. more than anybody, more than any team. Like, they feed off their home crowd more exactly. than any team in the league. You know, I got to give it up to the to the home crowd of the Sixers, and I got to give it up to their fans because, as you know, in the I've had a kind of contentious relationship oh, with you the have? Philadelphia oh. fans and the process worship and all of that, and you know whatever you know to put that aside, you got to give props what props to do, right? You got teams like Indiana who you know can barely get people to come to the games. Hell, Brooklyn, their fans barely cheer at their games. It's getting right. better. It's a mausoleum. Don't get it twisted, but like you have teams like that all over the place who have quality NBA teams and their fans seem to be indifferent most of the times. And for the Sixers crowd to come out like they do consistently every night, no matter the opponent and push this team, you know, it's incredible. And you got to take your hat off to those people. And we've talked about this on Basket Buzz before, but that's why this it's so important for the Sixers to go on a run, get a top two or three seed in the East so they can have home court advantage through a couple of rounds because if they go out in a four five as the five seed go on the road don't have home court advantage maybe against a team like Toronto like I don't feel great about that for them I feel good about their prospects overall but they do need that home court advantage and then tonight was just another example of that 17 points 10 rebounds for Jared Allen for the Nets DeAndre Jordan played 10 minutes left the game after suffering a dislocated finger uh, Kenny Atkinson said he's going to get more tests in this one to check out that finger uh, 11 block for the Sixers in this one. Thibault had four. Richardson had three of them. Uh, the Sixers won despite missing nine free throws in the game. Al Horford, four, 14 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Nets, though, missed 12 free throws and shot 48% from three and 41.9% from two-point range. Waz, you know what that means? You never take twos. Always take threes. <laughs> That's what you got to do. So the Nets, maybe they learned the lesson. Stop going inside. Just take threes like a real man, okay? Show, show Ben Simmons what he's missing by, by missing out on all that deep shot fun. That's what you got to do, Nets. Otherwise, you're going to lose to the Sixers at, uh, on the road, and that's just how it goes.
All right, let's get to the news everybody needs for Thursday. We mentioned Kyrie Irving and some weird comments. Here they are, courtesy of Tim Bontemps of ESPN. Uh, after the loss, asked about the game uh, against a top East opponent, showing how much work the Nets still have to do while waiting for Kevin Durant to come back. Was you ready for these comments? They're, I'm they're really ready. <laughs> it's Kyrie Irving, so, so strap it on right now, all right? He says, I mean, it's transparent. It's out there. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order to be at that next level. I'm going to continue to reiterate it. We're going to do the best with the guys that we have in our locker room now, and we'll worry about all the other stuff. In terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization down the line in the summer, it's just something that we signed up for. We knew what we were coming into at the beginning of the season. Guys were going down left and right. GT is out. DJ just got hurt tonight. Wilson is coming back. We've got complimentary young guys as well that have done a great job the last three years. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but it's pretty glaring. We need one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD, DJ, GT, Spence, Karis, and we'll see how that evolves. Didn't mention Joe Harris. Didn't mention Jared Allen. Um, Was is, is Kyrie playing two K? My GM mode right so, now? No, so no, he's not. And, and like this isn't. Remember, he didn't LeBron. mention Andrew Wiggins in his letter, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that was intentional. That was you're getting shipped out of here for Kevin Love, and everybody knows it. Yeah, we all know. And so I don't need to mention you in this in this letter because it's not going to matter. Ultimately, you will never be my teammate. This isn't that. Like, Kyrie doesn't understand. It's like, he can just say, look, we're missing guys. Everybody, know, like, you guys know we're missing guys, and we're trying to piece it together as we go. We're going to try to keep a positive mindset and keep this thing rolling. Like, it's a process here. Move on with your life. Like, but, but Waz, he thanked the teammates for their service the last couple of years, basically saying, like, all right, we'll take it from here, guys. You guys, we're gonna, we'll see you on the other side. It's just weird. Yeah, like, right. we That's all, what it is. We all know that KD's not on the team. When you talk about the quote-unquote next level, this team will not be on the level of the Sixers at full strength, the Bucks, and what they're doing on a 70-win pace, the Lakers, the Clippers. Like, that's the level that these guys want to be at at some point, and they cannot be there without Kevin Durant. And we all know that, but we don't need right. this, KD. Right, right, I mean, excuse right. me, Kyrie. Right, but Waz, why don't you say, look, we know once we get Kevin Durant back that we're we're going to be a lot better, but we have to build championship tendencies until that point and continue to build once he gets back. Yeah, that's it. What? Instead of like, we're going to ship these bums out of here because we need more help. And as far as what we do in the offseason, like, why are you talking about the offseason? Yeah, we're halfway through this season. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. I this don't, is, like, it's not it's April. Just, like, right. what, what are you doing? Right. These are exit interviews. This, that's what I was about to say, Zach. Like, this yeah. is what you say at an exit interview. This is not what you say halfway through a season that ostensibly you're supposed to be trying to make a positive one. Right. But. You know, Kyrie going to Kyrie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, other news, Atlanta Hawks forward Chandler Parsons was involved in an automobile accident. Team said that he sustained a concussion and whiplash. He is now in the concussion protocol. Uh, no further details were uh provided from the Hawks on the accident. Uh, Warriors guard Damian Lee signed a multi-year contract with Golden State on Wednesday. His time as a two-way player had expired, and uh, Golden State needed to keep him for the remainder of the season. Uh, Warriors also had Clay Thompson speak to the media recently. Uh, he didn't rule out coming back this season, but says he's going to be patient. That's according to Anthony Slater of The Athletic. Clay said, I don't know what's going to come this season. I would love to get out there. It's a tough part of the season. It's very rare for me to not be grinding 
through with them but i'm trying to make sure this type of injury never happens to me again so i'll be very patient because i want to play at a high level until i'm in my late 30s and then we finally we were hoping thursday would be the debut of zion williamson against utah jazz not so lucky but uh, David Griffin, uh, VP of Basketball Operations for the Pelicans, said that next Wednesday, January 22nd, against the Spurs in New Orleans, that will be Zion's debut. Woo! Uh, Waz, you excited? Yeah, let's go. So he's gonna Zion! dunk on. He's gonna dunk on Lamarcus Aldridge. What a be- <laughs> what a what a great way to get introduced to real games is to get that. Let's go. I'm ready for it. I want Zion on the court. I want him to do some crazy stuff. And you know what? I'm now torn between whether I want the Pelicans or the Grizzlies to get that eight seed in the West. I don't know, Waz. I don't know what I want. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Wednesday night. Pistons 116, Celtics 103 in Boston. No Jason Tatum, no Blake Griffin, obviously, no Reggie Jackson, no Luke Kennard, but we had Sekou Dumbuya. He had 24 points. 10 of 13 from the field. Derrick Rose got the second start of the season. He had 22 points and six assists. Andre Drummond with 13, 13, seven assists, three steals. He was six of six from the field. Markeith Morris had 23 off the bench for the Celtics. Rough game outside of Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and even Kemba Walker to some extent. Gordon Hayward had 25 points on 11 of 15 shooting. Jalen Brown with 24 points and 12 rebounds. Kemba struggled to shoot. He was just seven of 19, two of 11 from deep, but did score 19 points. But those were the only three Celtics in double figure scoring. Celtics have now lost four of their last six. The Pistons snapped a three-game losing streak. Heat 106, Spurs 100 in Miami. Heat now 18-1 and at home. One win shy of tying their total home wins from last season when they won 19. Now the first season since 1996-97 where the Spurs will have a losing record at the halfway mark of the season. No Tyler Hero in this one, but Kendrick Nunn, the other rookie, fantastic. 33 points, 4 assists, 13 of 18 from the field to lead the Heat. Goran Dragic had 17 points, 5 assists off the bench. Bam Adebayo continues his all-star campaign with 14 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Jimmy Butler just 12 points on 11 shots in this one. For the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan was 12 of 14 from the floor for 30 points. Also had 7 assists and 5 rebounds. Patty Mills had 21 points off the bench. But LaMarcus Aldridge just 12 points on 12 shots. Spurs shot 30% from deep. While the Heat went 17 of 40, Spurs go 2 and 2 on this four game road trip. Raptors 130, Thunder 121 in OKC. No Fred Van Vliet. He should be ready to play this weekend, though, according to Nick Nurse. Six straight missed game for Nerlens Noel for the Thunder. And Steven Adams left this one early with a right knee contusion. But the Raptors are healthy again, Waz. Aside from Fred Van Vliet, they're healthy. Pascal Siakam comes back. Uh, he's got 21 points. Marcus Gasol is back. He has 15 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Norm Powell's back. His second game back. He has 23 points. Kyle Lowry had 17 and 8. This Raptors team led by as many as 30 in this game before the Thunder cut it to three with under three minutes left, but the Raptors closed them out. For the Thunder, Schroeder had 25 points off the bench. Danilo Gallinari had 23. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 21, 6, and 6. Chris Paul had 16 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, 4 steals. But was the Raptors, they sustained a bunch of injuries. They got through it, and now they're, they're ready to roll. Look, man, I don't I don't know what to tell people. Once the Raptors came here in L.A., because everybody's doing that L.A. road swing, and a lot of teams are getting 
you know, they're getting beat up by it, right? Like having to play those two juggernauts back-to-back. But they came in here early in the season. They gave the Clippers all that they could handle, and they weren't full strength, and they beat the Lakers' heads in. Um, This team at full strength can do stuff like this, go up 30 on the road against a quality opponent when they have all of their guys and they're rolling. Like, and we say this over and over and over again, Zach, but they play hard every single night and this team executes. So, you know, you shouldn't be surprised by now when they jump out on an OKC, when they jump out on the Lakers, when they just completely dominate a Celtics team like this. This shouldn't surprise you at this point. And yeah, it's it's great that guys are coming back now and it looks like you know, that trade deadline is creeping on along. And again, mm. I'm I'm not somebody who thinks they're committed to keeping this thing together. But while it's here, they have a bunch of professionals and, you know, they're going to they're going to come out and hoop. Absolutely. Uh, sloppy game for a little bit uh, of this one with both teams turning over 18 times with the Raptors shot 61 percent from the field and 55 yeah. percent from deep against a good Thunder team, as you mentioned. Like that's just a perf- uh, just an impressive performance. Uh, Pacers 104 Wolves 99 in Minneapolis. Still no Carl Anthony Towns. He missed his 15th straight game. The knee is now fine, but he's been pretty sick uh, this week uh, as that sickness seems to be going around the NBA. So it kept him out for another game. Pacers held the Wolves to 40 points in the second half. DeMontis Sabonis dominant in this one. 29 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Malcolm Brogdon 21 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. He executed so well down the stretch for the Pacers in this one. Doug McDermott had 14 points off the bench. Wolves bench actually outscored Indies 39 to 26. Jarrett Culver had 17 points. Gorgie Jang 15 and 11 in the start. Kata Bates Diop had 15.6 rebounds off the bench, but the Wolves just 6 and 13 at home this season. Uh, these two teams will play again on Friday. Bulls 115, Wizards 106. Why is Zach Levine putting together an all-star bid? 30 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. <laughs> Probably not, but they are at home. You know, it is in Chicago, so maybe someone feels generous. I don't know. 18 points apiece for Tomas Sadoransky and Thaddeus Young. Bulls came alive after the first quarter, scoring 91 points over the second, third, and fourth periods in this one. Uh, Daniel Gafford got hurt. Sounds like he'll miss two to four weeks with an injury. Bradley Beal for the Wizards, 23 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds in 27 minutes. Six different Wizards in double figures, including Jordan McRae getting 16 off the the bench the wool or i'm sorry the bulls win just their second game in the last nine nuggets 100 hornets 86 in denver jamal murray injures his ankle in this one just played 15 minutes had to be helped off the court had five points on seven shots and two steals hornets made this one a game in the third quarter but the nuggets just dominated in the fourth to take control of this game michael porter jr led the nuggets off the bench with 19 points on 7 of 13 shooting also had eight rebounds nikola Jokic, 12 points eight rebounds eight assists terry rosier for the hornets 20 points nine assists all five hornets uh starters in double figures but their bench just 13 points on 23 shots. That's not going to get it done. Denver's now won five of the last, or I'm sorry, four of the last five games, and the Hornets have lost six straight. Mavericks 127, Kings 123 in Sacramento. Kristaps Porzingis, late scratch in this one. Uh, there were plans to have him return after missing eight straight games due to that knee injury. Uh, Mavs came into the game 5-4 and four in the season, now 6-4 and four in the season without Kristaps Porzingis. Kings made a late push in this one. They cut it to three points with nine seconds left, but Mavs closed it out. Luka Doncic, monster game, 25 points, 17 assists, 15 rebounds. Youngest player to get at least 20, 15, and 15 in a game. He keeps setting records for young players. Seth Curry. 
Curry, 21 points off the bench. He hit five threes in this one. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 18. Dwight Powell was 17 and nine. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, great game, 27 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds, but couldn't quite pull it out. Uh, Buddy Heald at 25 points was just three of 11 from deep. Harrison Barnes had 25 and eight. Dallas has won three straight. And the Kings have lost three straight. And then last game of the night, a good one in Los Angeles. Orlando, 119. Lakers, 118. Alex Crusoe left with a concussion in this one in the first quarter. Uh, but the Orlando Magic, they were up big in the third quarter. Up 87-66. to 66. The Lakers went on a 30-6 to 6 run to take a three-point lead in the fourth quarter. They were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the Lakers' nine-game winning streak was snapped. First loss this season to a team under 500 was Markel Fultz, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, did whatever he wanted to the Lakers down the stretch. His second career triple double, Markel Fultz balled out in this one. Yeah, he was he was incredible. He was he was, he was why they scored in the clutch. Whether you want to talk about the Vucevic, Vucevic, uh, I, I can't say that, but you no, know, whether, you, you, close enough. Okay, <laughs> whether you want to talk about that big three that he made, where the the pick and roll coverage was just a blown coverage there, and he was wide open and he hit it. But it was Fultz's, you know, his threat to attack that caused that. Then he just attacked the paint, right? He yeah. scored over Javale, scored over LeBron. Uh, you know, he was just really active, and he was he was pushing the the tempo, which I think when 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 a guy like that, that athletic, is controlling what pace the other team has to defend at, has to play at, um, that's huge, and he's that means he's putting his imprint on the game. So obviously, that was a huge storyline coming out of it, coming out of this game because of all of the things that happened in Philly, and you know, just the the, the shaky start that has has um that he's had in his career. But another thing that I want to note, Zach, that, you know, to me, even though the Lakers lost, man, they they were down 20 in this game in the third quarter. And this stuff was – it was propelled by, you know, KCP and Troy Daniels and, like, their bench guys. Yeah, and Quinn Cook had 22 points off Quinn the bench. Quinn Cook. Like, yeah. this is the kind of game, honestly, that, a, a, like, a decent team doesn't come close – they don't claw back. They don't come close to winning. Um, they just say, all right, man, this isn't our night. We pack it up. Our second best player, who's an MVP candidate, defensive player of the year candidate, isn't playing. We have all the excuses to not give a damn. But they didn't, right? Like, I, I think that's pretty telling about this team. Yeah, they did. They did fight. I'll give you. I'll give you that. They fought uh, big time in this game, and just it's so just some mental mistakes down the stretch of expending so much Ooh, energy Javel. to get back in this game. Oh, Javale oh was brutal, goodness. like just brutal. Like he was so bad. He had a goal ten. Uh, he blew coverage on a pick and roll. He blew coverage where Aaron Gordon ugly. dunked all over him. Where he, he blew the coverage at, like you mentioned on the Vucevic three pointer. I mean, he was brutal, brutal down the stretch. He did have a cool block against Terrence Ross. He packed that thing, that dunk. He tried yeah. to punch it on him, but uh, but it didn't quite work and by the way in a game where the Lakers ended up losing by one point uh LeBron and KCP both missed yeah, wide open dunks, missed dunks. Yeah, tough ones yeah uh 21 points for Aaron Gordon 19 points 19 assists but 7 of 19 from the floor for LeBron James Kyle Kuzma just four points on 10 shots did have seven assists so you mentioned Quinn Cook's 22 points in the bench from Troy Daniels and KCP they combined for 68 points as a bench all right, let's go to line of the night. Was we got thirty four and ten from Tobias Harris. We got Zach Levine with thirty seven and seven. Luka Doncic had twenty five, seventeen and fifteen. Markel Fultz triple double. Russell Westbrook triple double. Kendrick Nunn had thirty three points, four assists. Who gets your line of the night? Uh, the one hundred and ninety million dollar man, Tobias Harris. <laughs> because like let's let's face it with Joel Embiid not playing, like he's their most gifted scorer. Like when it comes to putting the ball in the hole, I don't want to say 
offensive player. I mean score. I mean filling it up. He's the only guy on this team who has even the 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 potential to do that, right? Like we know what Simmons is. Like he he scored 20 tonight, but you can expect him to be around 12 between 12 and 20 points every single night. Like you're not going to expect him to go out and get you 36 on a hot night, right? Like that's not him. That has to be Tobias Harris. And he's paid like a guy who that has to be, right? So for him to come out with Joel still hampered by the by that nagging little injury come out drop 34 points uh that was huge so i gotta give it to tobias harris uh i'm going i'm going two picks double wow. revenge game mellow with his 18 and 12 yes. in the revenge against houston and then luka Doncic revenge against the kings you're gonna take marvin bagley I mean, over him are you kidding me 25 points I mean, 17 assists 15 rebounds luka continues the revenge tour don't ever pass on him again when he's drafted guys revenge just for don't what? do they it did the guy a favor well, yeah, all right. Maybe it was a thank you tour. I don't know. Maybe it was a thank you game. I don't know, Waz. It, may, it might have been. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other pods across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back-to-back podcast. we got Nerdish Row coming out on Thursday. Of course, we have Hoops with Jason. We have Dunks. We have Tampering, House of Straps, all that good stuff. Plus, the team-specific shows, some, some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget, follow on the app. Get notifications for new episodes. Thanks for waking up with us. Get ready for Thursday night's action. Get ready for the weekend. And Waz, hit me with the sign-off. Keep dinging your dongs in the free world, y'all. Do-do-loo-do. Do-do-loo-do. Do-do.